0: And welcome back to our second season of the Leaders and Best podcast. I'm Charlotte.
1: And I'm Lisbeth. We are two of the co-coordinators of the Admitted Student Program for Michigan.
0: If you missed us last week, we talked about how to deal with some of the most classic and universal challenges to being a first-year student, but today we wanted to talk about something that's really important to us and every Michigan student, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion on campus.
1: For this episode, we're going to talk about Michigan's history, where we are today, and how diversity, equity, and inclusion impacts the student experience through resources and organizations at Michigan.
0: Today, we have Micah, a member of our professional staff team here at the Office of Undergraduate Admissions, and Bobby, one of our admitted student tour guides, to talk with us about these topics. But before we get started, they're going to tell you a little bit more about
2: themselves. My name is Micah Kuzu. I'm an admissions counselor here at the University of Michigan. I am from Ann Arbor, and I study political science here at the University of Michigan.
3: Hello, everybody. I am Bobby. I am a sophomore from Canton, Michigan, studying business um and on campus i am involved in a variety of professional organizations a marketing consulting club i am in cultural groups such as the african student association and i am an office assistant through the department afro-american and african studies
0: thank you both so much for joining us and guiding our conversation about dei resources and organizations on campus
2: Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to start by talking about uh, uh, the history of the University of Michigan and uh, specifically some of our um, uh, moments of inclusion here on campus. Uh, So we talk about the University of Michigan as being Uh, One of the first to admit black students, uh, Samuel Watson in the med school in 1853, uh, as well as uh, women on campus like Madeline Stockwell in 1870 or Mary Graham in 1876 was a black woman. Uh, And we also have events like uh, the Negro Caucasian Club uh, founded in 1926 where two uh, students, Lenore Smith and Edith Kaplan, who were denied st- service at a local restaurant and decided to form a um, student organization uh, f- to foster racial uh, partnership and equality. Uh, we also have the, uh, we were the first campus to openly support uh, gaining lesbian rights through the founding of the human, uh, the human Sexuality Center in 1972. And that's now known as the Spectrum Center and they're currently celebrating their 50th anniversary. Uh, but we can talk about those successes, but also it wasn't a clear path to get to where we are today. Uh, The history hasn't all been positive, and there are many times where uh, the students themselves had to lead the charge for change on campus. Uh, So for instance, uh, in 1863, Alpheus Tucker, who was also a med student, at the University of Michigan, I was told by the Board of Regents that he had to leave campus because uh, uh, he was just disturbing his presence, disturbed the peace and harmony at the institution. Uh, we have instances of housing discrimination as well uh, in the dorms, where a. Uh, a student, Jean Blackwell, wasn't allowed to be in Martha Cook uh, because of space reasons uh, and was directed to Moshe Jordan, which at the time was primarily taking white students. And she realized that the reason why she wasn't allowed in Martha Cook or wasn't allowed in Martha Cook was because um, uh, for her racial for her own race. Uh, We also have the story of uh, Willis Ward, who was forced to sit out of the uh, game against Georgia football game against Georgia Tech uh, because Georgia Tech had a policy of not playing against integrated teams. Uh, We'll know the famous name from this story is um, is Gerald Ford. Uh, Gerald Ford famously uh, threatened to quit the team uh, because uh, we the football Michigan football team made Willis Ward sit out, and this would of course uh, influence. Uh, Gerald Ford later on in the presidency to support civil uh, rights in the United States. Uh, But perhaps one of the most uh, integral um, uh, movements on University of Michigan's campus to kind of uh, really usher in change as far as uh, racial relations on campus were the black action movements. And these began in the 1960s and 70s. beginning on uh, April 9th 1968 which was uh, MLK the day that MLK was assassinated uh, there was a lock-in at the former uh, administration building which is now the Allison a building uh, where the newly formed black Student Union uh, locked themselves inside for five hours before getting an audience with uh, then Clement, uh, president Fleming um, and the uh, the lockout or the lock-in ended and that resulted in a lot of um, agreements to make change uh, particularly uh, bringing more resources for African American students on campus as well as bringing in more faculty and of course that resulted in the founding of the uh, of the Trotter House in 1971 and then 1972 it became the Trotter Center and that's now located on State Street right across from Angel Hall. Um, Also, we had uh, a few instances of buildings on campus and houses being named after um, racist scholars or those who were supporting uh, eugenics. Uh, The C.C. Little Building, uh, that was the earlier 20th century century, uh, University of Michigan president uh, supported eugenics. And then of course that uh, building had been renamed recently uh, as well as Alexander Winchell or of the Winchell House out of West Quadrangle. Uh, he was an engineering professor and he published numerous pamphlets uh, connecting brain power to uh, racial superiority. And so really kind of thinking about the legacy uh, at the University of Michigan of racial relations, both good and bad, um, has really been kind of this integral part of the the genetics, the DNA of the university, always having like this push and pull uh, of that. And then, of course, uh, in 2014, Um, We had the uh, Being Black at University of Michigan, um, which is in the wake of the um, Trayvon uh, Martin killing in February 2014, and then the non-guilty verdict of George Zimmerman in the summer of 2013. And then the following summer with the killing of Michael Brown in 2014, uh, really having African-American students on campus thinking about, uh, well, what it's like to be black at the University of Michigan. And so um, this really was kind of a reconstitution of the black action movement on campus. Um, uh, In addition to uh, the very local uh, killing of Aurora Rosser, also in the summer of 2014, a more localized um, uh, event as well. And so you have the protests of uh, lack of black students on campus, which had been dropping pretty precipitously since uh, the mid 90s. Uh, They're all generally poor campus climate. So you think about um, racist uh, uh, Halloween parties at frats, for instance, which was not just an issue located at the University of Michigan, but that was really a nationwide thing, but definitely uh, something that um, black students here were reacting to. Um, and just as well as national, national consciousness of um, police brutality um, uh, nationwide was something that really got black students here activated. So um, really, that's what gets the University of Michigan uh, in uh, the mid-2010s, this is in 2015, uh, to rededicate themselves and pour more efforts into uh, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, including renaming those buildings and houses and, um, you know, other uh, units on campus. Uh, and of course, the DEI, uh, it's really a, um, it's a three-pronged effort uh, at the university level. One, to make sure that campus climate at the university uh, is equitable and it's um, not peaceful, but it's fostering, you um, interconnectedness among uh, students uh, on campus. Because as you know, the University of Michigan, it's pulling uh, students from all over the state, all over the country and all over the world who have different uh, socioeconomic backgrounds, uh, racial backgrounds, um, ethnic uh, backgrounds as well. And so really fostering that kind of um, community among all those different backgrounds is really important. And as well as um, making sure that those students are supported and um, also bringing in uh, diverse uh, faculty members as well with um, uh, diverse fields of study as well is something that was really important in um, the university kind of rededicating itself to those efforts. And you get that out of uh, this whole long tradition since the beginning and the founding of the University of Michigan.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Micah. I think something that's really, really important as we talk about DEI on campus and what it looks like today at Michigan is definitely acknowledging our past wrongdoings. But I think something that is really important to me that continues to be true for Michigan and was true in the past as well is how much the administration looks to and listens to students and student activism on campus. I think that's something that's been a huge theme during my time as a student here. And obviously, as Micah has mentioned, a lot of students are some of the people that are calling on the administration to make these changes. So it's really... It's been really important to me to attend a university where I do feel like the administration works towards and takes the time to listen to its students. And we even see that in some different student organizations on campus, like the Michigan Daily, who writes amazing pieces, both critical and complimentary about campus here. And they do some really amazing investigative work to help make our campus a better place.
1: Yeah, just to hop off of what Charlotte said, I totally agree. I think one really big defining piece of my experience at Michigan has been that my voice has truly been heard as a student at Michigan. And when I feel like my voice isn't being heard, there's always like a group I can become a part of to kind of force people to listen to me and to, to hear my point of view. And I think that's a really cool part of being a student at this university. I remember a couple of years back, the university stopped providing free STD testing at the university health services. And within a couple of weeks, students had you know, made their voices heard so significantly and pushed back with so much resistance against this decision that the university just reversed it. And I think that that's definitely been, like I said, a defining piece of my four years here is just being able to speak on issues and and be a part of change.
0: Aside from student activism, as Micah had previously mentioned and some of the creation of these different centers and organizations or resources on campus, um, a lot of those have really been here and continue to be here to support students in different ways, such as the Spectrum Center, which we've already mentioned a little bit, which is one of the oldest LGBTQ plus organizations. which really is just here to help students that identify within that community with any problems that they may have that are specific to that identity. We also have MESA, which is the multi-ethnic student affairs group. So this is another support center on campus that helps student experiences and organizations through the lens of race and ethnicity.
1: So in the fall, I worked at the Sexual Assault Prevention and Awareness Center on campus as a student volunteer coordinator. It was a great experience, I really loved it, and one thing that I was able to do for my volunteer group at the SAPAC, as we call it, center, was bring in Mesa for an anti-racism teach-in for my whole volunteer group because the work we do advocating for sexual assault survivors and um, in that community really overlaps with trying to be more intersectional and really just being able to advocate for everyone while keeping in mind that everyone has had different experiences with sexual assault and just in life and on campus in general. And Mesa did a really great job of just kind of broadening our horizons, making our work more applicable to people of all different backgrounds and taught me a lot of things that I didn't know. So I've been really, really active in trying to get Mesa to come speak to a couple of my other student organizations and I really think that they have some great curriculum that they can share with students at Michigan.
0: Lizbeth, that actually reminds me that for another student organization as well, I've also worked with MESA to help with implicit bias training and even to make sure that any DEI action steps that we were taking within our student organizations to make them more inclusive actually were grounded in fact and in better student experiences beyond the knowledge that we personally have. But as much as any of these resources are really, really amazing, you could have a million resources, but it doesn't really matter unless the feelings and everything they're promoting is actually reflected in the student experience.
3: I can speak personally on this. I, as a black woman attending the University of Michigan, when I was applying the, I think the biggest thing that scared me was looking at the statistics and knowing that only 4% of the student body here, um, is black and looks like me and thinks in the same way I do. And within the business school, it's even smaller. I think it's less than 2%. So, um, It was a scary feeling, like knowing, will I find my place on campus? Will I feel included? Outside of that, will people even want to involve me? Will I have those spaces? But I think I was pushed to apply, knowing that this institution, looking at its history, knowing how far it's come, prioritizes DEI and really wants to embrace it and really wants to um, empower people that come to Michigan to know that they can be themselves and they can feel included. And although the numbers unfortunately don't represent that right now. Being on campus, I have seen that there is an active push towards it. Um, You are able to find those spaces. There's so many cultural groups on campus. Michigan has so, so many clubs, but within those, there's interests and passions for everything, and within those, there's again cultural groups that you can fit into i am personally a part of the african student association i'm also a part of the black business undergraduate society um the michigan business women so many affinity groups meant for students to find like their spaces and feel like they are included um this transpires past like the social scene to even within the classroom as a business student i do have like most of my classes in ross and ross actually has a requirement their IDL requirement which is identity and diversity in organizations, and it's just getting you prepared to um, work in organizations that empower and uplift DEI and empower their employees to feel, that, um, to feel like they are involved and they're included within the workspace. Um, It's even great because I actually have a class outside of my ID requirement that is Advancing DEI in the Workplace, and that is a Ross class I am taking. Um, But again, there are steps that can be taken towards ensuring that DEI is promoted even more on campus and even more within the student body. I think my DEI class is a perfect example of that. Um, It's 6 to 9 on Tuesdays, which is a later time, which gives students a really big excuse to be like, oh, I can't attend that oh i can't make that it conflicts with a lot of things that students actually may have to do so i think having something really really as like something as important as a dei class but not offering it at a more accessible time for students like it shows how some of these like inequalities or hurdles or similar things are ingrained within the university so steps are being taken in the right way and students definitely are feeling more empowered um to feel included and feel like they belong on campus but there's also a long way for the university to go um just like anywhere in life but I feel very I feel very fortunate that I attend an institution in which I know I belong I know I am loved for who I am and I know that um, I can learn given my my perspectives and my experiences and everything that makes me me
0: Bobby, I think you bring up so many amazing points and especially the fact that the university is constantly learning, but so are we as a student body, which is really nice that we do have in, I believe, every college at the university, some sort of race and ethnicity or diversity, equity, inclusion requirement is already baked into your course load, which I think is just really important. It helps everyone, you know, learn new expectations learn new perspectives because we all come to school coming from different places geographically but also just coming with different backgrounds whether that's how our family life is who we identify as individually so it's really important to have classes and have spaces that kind of force you to grow in a really, really safe environment. I've taken so many amazing classes at this university that have constantly forced me to challenge my own viewpoints um, into, you know, think in a broader way. I'm in the School of Public Policy, so a lot of my classes actually revolve around things like social justice leadership or the politics of public apologies, where I get to dive deeper into these big systems of oppression and to see what we can actually do afterwards. It's
3: also clear how far our campus has come and how many opportunities to embrace DEI um, have emerged. Um, So many cultural groups on campus are having campus-wide events that the entire student body is invited to, to learn more about those cultures, yes, but to also um, understand and embrace and include themselves in the perspectives of their fellow classmates and students on campus. Um, As a member of the African Student Association, our cultural show is actually coming up sometime next month, which I am really excited for. We'll have dance groups, we'll have keynote speakers, um, just people to... Talk about the culture and to, and this is open not only to African students, it's open to the entire student body so everybody can learn about. Um, I have a lot of friends in the Indian American Student Association and their cultural show was a couple months ago. Um, on campus, we have our MLK Symposium. Um, so just so many opportunities on campus to actually embrace your or get included in DEI and to learn how you can uplift your fellow classmates and um, foster an environment on campus that advocates for DEI regardless of if you're a part of those communities or not.
0: Another big really like passion area for me in general in life and especially at the University of Michigan is like the art side of campus. And for me, I think that's been a really cool thing to see even like DEI being embraced by the artistic community here in the types of productions that they put on. Even just recently, they had Queer Night at the UMA, which is the University of Michigan Museum of Arts. And Queer Night is just a special event for the LGBTQ plus community and a celebration of the UMA's exi- um, exhibition. And I've also seen this different focus in in the productions that the School of Music, Theatre and Dance puts on. In the next couple of weeks, they're having an opera performed that is was composed by two black composers, which is really interesting because those are typically voices that you don't see in the opera community. I've also seen tons of different student organiza- organizations putting on different musicals by different composers that feature different voices as well. One of my friends is producing a show called Next to Normal and she's doing it all through the Asian American experience as well. So it's really cool to see how Arts and students are working together to make sure DEI is brought up in different areas as well, outside of academics.
1: Yeah, although I'm not as big into the arts as Charlotte, I'm definitely a big arts supporter at Michigan. I love music, I love dance, and I actually saw Cadence Dance Co's showcase recently, and I thought that they did something really cool during their showcase. Although they wanted to show off the talents of their own dancers, they actually used interludes in the show to use their platform to raise up two cultural Asian American dance groups who did various hip hop numbers throughout the Cadence Dance Showcase so that other people would go watch that group's dance showcase. And I thought that was really cool how Cadence used like their time and their space to empower other dance groups on campus and give them a space to perform and kind of get them seen in front of an audience.
3: It's even more evident within our student organizations on campus, the really, the big emphasis on education and making sure that um, members of all identities and all backgrounds really understand the perspectives of their fellow group mates or of the fellow members in these organizations. Um, I am a member of a professional business fraternity on campus and even more prevalent now since it is Black History Month, we've been spreading resources um, to support local black businesses. We've been um, discussing the topics of microaggressions and little things that really within a predominantly white institution can be overlooked, but really do damages to identities, um, unless you talk about them and you discuss them. And so I think having these discussions within our student orgs and among like your peers is really, really important because it allows, it allows people to, again, understand the perspectives of people that are not like them and allows people to learn um, about different areas. It allows people to really
0: embrace what makes everybody unique and different. And off of what Bobby said, I think one of my favorite things and things I'm most thankful about being at the University of Michigan is that I'm constantly surrounded by people that both challenge my beliefs and help me have comfortable, uncomfortable conversations. Because I think that's such an important thing to continually expand our viewpoints and help us all learn about different experiences. I I feel it like... And this goes to like
3: anybody involving themselves in spaces where they feel there could be people that don't look like them or they'll be alone. It can be really, really easy in that sense to develop some sort of imposter syndrome. I definitely um recruiting like more professional spaces because i've always just found myself really professionally focused when you attend a pwi and you see people that don't like you look, look like you go after like the same opportunities it can feel oh am i here just based off of luck how am i supposed to compete for these same opportunities but just knowing that you've made it this far in life um that's a that's a ode to who you are, and that's a ode to your background, and that's a ode to your experiences, and everything that makes you you. So, although it is really easy to compare yourself in this space, and it is really easy to say, um, "Oh, I don't know, like what you're supp- what I'm supposed to do," um, just know that you are who you are, and that is so good. And as long as you always believe in yourself, and as long as you always um, feel comfortable empowering yourself and educating on p- your peers on. Um, who you are and what makes you you, you're going to go so far in life. And um, that's just something that it took me a second to learn that and realize that. But once I became so much more confident in myself and I began to surround myself with peers that didn't look like me and understood that or peers that did look like me and empowered me to feel like that, um, I became a much, much happier and much, much more confident person. So um, that's something that has gotten me so far here on campus and something that I know um so many of my peers agree with and so many of my peers want me to feel and will empower me to feel, so.
0: Bobby, thank you so much for ending us with that sentiment. And thank you so much, Bobby and Micah for joining us and telling us more about how DEI shapes our campus and our student experience here.
1: Having these resources and learning opportunities on campus is so important, not just for life at school, but also in just how we interact with the world around us both now and after graduation. And
0: speaking of post-grad and some of the things that Bobby was just touching upon with recruiting and other things, tune back in next week where we'll be talking about our career and academic support services Michigan has to offer. Till then, thanks for listening and as always, Go Blue!